Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about what, what, what I'm called to do. What am I called to do? Talk about calling and gracings and understanding your call. Um, you know, that for us as believers, it's vital. We know the Bible says in Titus chapter 2, verse 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us. Christ gave himself for us that he might redeem us back to himself, redeem us from all iniquity. A people zealous of uh, a peculiar people zealous of good works. You know, in there is the fact that we got bought back from sin and from shame and all iniquity. That sin doesn't have any power over us. That's Christianity one on one. One on one is that sin doesn't have power over us. That's not advanced Christianity. That's Christianity one on one. That sin doesn't have power over us. That we've been redeemed from the power of darkness and put in the uh, translated in the kingdom of um, uh, of of light kingdom of God. So uh, Christi- that, that uh, sin doesn't have power of us, but Christianity, Christ in us, gives us power over sin and of shame. And so that's uh, the, the, we're bought back from sin. And then it says, a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Ultimately, God has in store for us that we'd be redeemed and transformed into the image of Jesus and would do what Jesus was sent to do. We're here to continue on earth the ministry of Jesus. It's been, I really should spend five podcasts and talk about that. But we're here to continue on earth the ministry of Jesus. If Jesus isn't here doing it, who's supposed to do it? We're called to do it. So that's a mandate that you have to take personally. I'm here to work the works of God. I'm redeemed to 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 do what God has called me to do, to work the works of Jesus. And so uh, I think there's complication practically for people because they have misunderstandings of what the call of God is like. And I'm not just talking about ministry calling. I'm just understanding for you, understanding what God has called you to do because there's precepts and there's things that people have been told and then they, they count them out. So let's talk about those things. Number one, let's talk about personality. God will not always call you to do something within the realm of what that's suited for your personality. If you look at Moses, even physical limitations, he stuttered, right? So God called him to be the leader of Israel, a person who is in a place of speaking, right, to multitudes of people. And he picked a person who had a stutter. And so God doesn't look and consult your personality to decide if you're called or fit for something because your personality can change. Your personality is actually formed. You know, the parents that you have help form the personality that you have. Some children, their parents are like sticks, right? They're like just severe people. And those children end up being like them. Or on the other side, they end up being the opposite because they rebel against that. So personality is formed. It's not given at birth. It's something that molds. You spend time around certain people and your personality molds, right? So that's something that's changing. We're meant that our personality should change to conform to the image of God. And so like things people say, well, I'm not a bold person. Well, the Bible says the righteous are bold as a lion. So you become bold in God and it may not be your natural personality, but it becomes something that you can click over into by the Holy Ghost because you were never meant to be, the personality was never meant to be the final answer to everything. So some people look and say, well, I'm not, I don't have the personality for ministry. There's preachers who have a lot, you know, better, more outgoing personality, but God doesn't consult that. God actually many times will use people in what makes them nervous and things that they seem to be difficult or far from the personality because then he gets the glory for it. If anything's, if everything's just on your personality, then he can't get the glory. So looking at that and realizing that there's something that God has for you to do, that God has equipped you for, that God has graced you for, but that he's not going to consult your personality for. That's not something that he considers. You know, Lord, I can't do that. I'm not a public speaker. Or I can't do that. That's not my type. That's not my thing. The Lord will 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 
choose you for what he chooses you, and then you adjust along the way. He doesn't adjust a calling to meet to meet you. You adjust your life to answer the call. So number one is personality. Number two is upbringing. The Bible says God takes the the beggar out of the dunghill, the poor out of the dunghill, and sets them amongst princes. There's many people that that don't have the upbringing to be in places of power and places of leadership. They don't have. They don't come from a background of business success or a background of parents being successful in business or ministry. The Bible says God uses the foolish things of the world to confound their eyes. And again, it's so that he can get the glory. So God doesn't look and say, well, you were broke, so I'm not going to bless you in business because that's not your background. I've heard people say, well, you know, this has just been difficult seeing God bless me and being blessed in work. It's because I'm the first person in my family to make $100,000. First person to get a high school degree. You know, that may be your story. You may come from a background of, of people who had to work and didn't get a great education and whatever, but God doesn't judge you based on that. God doesn't, if he did, then David would have never been king. He wouldn't have taken the shepherd out of the, out of the field and put him in the palace, right? So God doesn't consult your background to see. There's things that God will bring you into that will actually be outside of your realm of comfort. Like for me, it was in sales. Like that was not my personality. Sales actually helped form and mold my personality. But if you had looked at me, there were people who after, friends who after I started in sales and started doing well, they admitted, they said, honestly, when you said you were starting in sales, I said, oh God, no, he's going to be terrible. But, you know, but so the Lord helped me. So there was an area that I actually stretched. So many times when God calls you to do something, it's an area that's going to stretch you and cause you to grow. It may not be your natural strength. It doesn't mean mean it's that way across the board. It doesn't mean that if you like speaking that you're not called to minister, but a lot of times it's not, it's not. Um, what comes naturally to you. The other thing is, the next thing I want to talk about is, is um, I heard someone say, well, I thought I was, I was having a conversation uh, recently, but they said, I thought I was called to the ministry growing up. But I heard someone say that uh, if it's not burning in you, then you're not called to do it. Now, I agree, God will give you a passion to do what he's called you to do. But there's times in your life that you're not on fire for doing what God has called you to do. So whether you're called to business, whether you're called to be in the ministry, whatever you're called to do, there's times where maybe you're even lukewarm a little bit before the Lord. And then you're not like, Lord, I just want to accomplish everything you have for me. That's not something lukewarm people say. They're just kind of just cruising, right? So you don't have to feel this passion to do what God has called you to do at all times. The, The passion will come, but passion isn't even something that I would say... I feel for what I do every day. I, I like what I do. I'm glad I get to do it, but I don't feel this burning passion in me to preach every day. I've decided to preach. You know, it's much, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, I've made up my mind. So there's the day in and day out. There's the studying, there's the getting up, there's the like practical thing that I do that I'm not every day, you know, in prayer, there's times that, you know, I pray and there's passion that comes across in my prayer, but I'm not, I don't feel this burning thing inside of me 24 hours a day to preach, right? I have a normal life. I have things that I do, if you can call my life normal. I have things that I do. I spend time with my son. I build blocks with him. I, you know, there's like, I have life stuff and I'm not like on fire for the ministry at all times. I'm, I've just said yes to answer the call. And I want to say this, there was a time in my life where I didn't, 
I wouldn't say I didn't want to answer the call, but I was hesitant because it's honestly scared me. You know, when I was seven, about to be eight years old, five days before my eighth birthday, I got that call to the ministry. And in the call, it said, you'll go to the nations of the world. You even go to the United States of America. And it says, and you'll be a household name and you'll torment the spirit that try to defeat, you'll defeat the spirit that try to torment your family. And so for me, that was like a household name. There was like a pressure behind that. Like, I'm going to go be this famous preacher and everyone's going to know me and and. I didn't even think I was good at preaching. So a lot of these things like made me uncomfortable about the prospect of actually being in ministry one day. I knew I would eventually, but it made me uncomfortable because it was out it wasn't something that I was good at. At the time I remember thinking this way where I was like great in sales. I was getting better and better in sales and I got good at it. And so it was something that I was comfortable doing because I was good at it. And people looked up to me and respected me. And then I thought about ministry. And I'm like, I don't feel like I'm a good preacher. I don't know. I don't feel like I have what it takes to be a household name. And so it didn't like get me excited to go and preach and answer the call of God. I wasn't, I don't believe I was backslidden, but I was just like, I was nervous of the act of preaching. I was nervous of having a microphone and getting it wrong. I was nervous of, there were things that just made me nervous. Am I underprepared? Am I ill-equipped? I don't, am I, do I know what I'm doing? There's, and then you compare yourself and there's someone always better than you. And you're like, man, even if I was excellent, I'll never be as good as them. And you compare yourself and there's just, right. And then things just get weird. And then it's like, well, I'm not itching to do this thing because I'm, I'm fine where I'm at and I'm not in a hurry and I guess, Lord, I'll do it. And so some people, if you haven't heard clearly from the Lord, can talk themselves out of ministry, a ministry calling, supposed to be in business. And it's just because you're uncomfortable or nervous about doing it. You're afraid to be behind a microphone. You're afraid to be behind crowds. That's, it's pressure, right? And so you can't look at pressure and respond to pressure. You have to figure out what has God called me to do? What am I equipped to do? What has God graced me to do? And then this is the last thing I want to say on this. When, when, when God calls you, when God calls you to do something, he graces you. The calling and the grace go together. When I got, received my call at almost eight years old, it said, and this day I've put an anointing on your life. I didn't feel the presence of God when I received my prophecy. I don't remember that. I remember feeling the presence of God the first time here in the U.S., not, not when I received that prophecy. I didn't fall under the power of God, but, but God placed an anointing on my life at that time. And there was a grace that came, there was a call, there was an anointing that came with the call. There was a grace that came with the call. And so understanding that there's, there's something for you to do that God has specifically called. And the only question you have to be able to answer is, it, am I doing or am I headed to do what God has called me to do? And then if you are, you keep going. And if you're not, you say, man, I've always felt I should be going to the ministry, but I've kind of talked myself out of it. Then just say, Lord, make it abundantly clear. And fasting's even a good, dear, a good idea to figure out so you can know what God's called you to do. And then lastly, I know I said lastly before, but lastly, is start preparing yourself now. If you're called to the ministry, start preparing messages. Start getting messages ready. Have, you know, have, take a week. You, you know, you could write a message in 30 minutes if you really needed to. It doesn't have to take a week. But but have three giving messages, three preaching messages. If you want to see the Lord use you, you know, like start getting two, three salvation messages ready, a couple giving messages, a couple messages on the power of God. Start getting stuff ready because people believe for breakthroughs in, in, Lord, I need a church to call and invite me. I'm a graduate of Bible school, whatever. And then they don't even, you don't even, they don't even have the messages ready. Like if tonight you were preaching, would you even know what you're preaching on? Would you just have to like pull something out? Are you studied? Do you have something together? So there's things that you can do to prepare yourself. So prepare yourself. What are you called to do? Start preparing now. I love you. God bless you. We'll see you on the next podcast. If this podcast has helped you, if you would share it with us on your social media. For the rest, we love you. We'll see you next time.